0: Welcome to a special edition of the True Exact Show. We have our first non-rapper on the show, actually. You might be pleased to hear that, Mr. Crystal Presti. First non-rapper on the show. Really pleased to have you. You might know him from WFAN as CeeLo, <laughs> and his name here is Crystal Presty. How are you doing, buddy? You staying safe out there?
1: Yeah, I'm staying safe, but now the pressure's on, I guess. First non-rapper. Yeah, right, right?
0: <laughs> Brian and I we've had battle rappers on. We've had a couple rappers. Shout out to John Connor, just released his album yesterday. SOS. Go pick that up. Shameless plug for him. Sorry about that. But this is about you here. So we're joined here with Joe. We're joining here with Ray. And once again, Brian on the top left. So CeeLo, can we go with that or you want to go by Chris here?
1: Whatever makes you guys comfortable. I'm good either
0: way. All right. Yeah, everyone kind of knows you. CeeLo around a group of friends. We all listen to the fan, huge fans. The update guy or you or Jerry Treco, I personally like you, but don't tell Jerry that. If watch watches, you know, it is what it is. So since you guys are behind the scenes a little bit, the update guys, what we like to do, give us your backstory, how you got into the radio, how you got into the fan. Go with it.
1: Sure. So uh, I actually first got into radio in college. I went to uh, Quinnipiac in Connecticut. Oh. Um, Actually went there knowing I wanted to major in communications. Thought I was going to be a print guy, though. I was uh, wrote for the school newspaper in high school. So I went to college thinking I was going to be a print guy. All of a sudden, a buddy of mine, a classmate, introduced me to the student radio station. Long story short, got involved doing that. Had my own sports show. Did updates there. Um, started doing some play-by-play, some behind-the-scenes stuff for the uh, basketball and the hockey teams up there. And kind of gave me the experience I needed when it came time to find an internship. Um, So, grew up listening to the fan. Uh, I've been living in Jersey since '97. Parents didn't let me have a TV in my room, so I went to bed every night. Yeah, I went to bed every night with the fan on. Woke up in the morning with the fan on. So uh, it was just kind of ingrained in me. So uh, when it came, we're talking
0: about the radio station, right? Not like a fan fan. Yes, okay. WFM, yeah.
1: sorry. I should have been more <laughs> no, I specific. Kidding. I had a fan on the ceiling as well, so that was with me too. Yeah. But yeah, radio. <clears throat> so um, when it came time to find an internship, now when I wanted to maybe work in radio, it seemed like a, an obvious place to check out. Um, but a lot of the internships that they kind of publicized were more in the promotions department where you'd go to events and hand out giveaways and free tickets right. and stuff like that. But um, I was fortunate that my brother-in-law – knew somebody who knew Mark Chernoff who runs the okay. station got my resume there got my internship uh, summer between junior and college or between uh, junior and senior year of college and uh, been there ever since I started um, I guess it was May of 2007 I worked there as a senior in college and, and I've been there it's now coming up on just past 13 years so that's the wow. deal
0: you had your own radio show in college in Quinnipiac. Uh, how was that like, with the college? Just, like, Was it uh, well-known in college? Did everyone know you were kind of the guy or no? No,
1: nah, I wouldn't go that far because the signal of the student radio station was so poor that yeah. and on parts of the campus, which is not very large for anyone that knows the school, you couldn't even get the station. So a lot of it was about word of mouth, letting yeah. people know, a lot of friends and family, people that would stream the show that weren't you know there tuning into it dialing it up but um it was more practice and reps for me and sort of my space to get all my sports thoughts out there um at the same time i was doing it i was also interning at the fan so i was taking a lot of what i was doing at fan like with Production pieces and uh, highlights. So I did a lot of highlight segments during the NFL season. Like I would kind of do my own NFL primetime on the radio with right. primetime music and everything. But uh, yeah, not a lot of not a lot of people calling up to, to to talk sports with me, other than my dad and a couple of my buddies. <laughs> but uh, it was it was good practice. So it was good experience and um, definitely helped me kind of take the next step once it was time to sprout my wings outside of college.
0: So uh, what, boom, boom. What, was, what was? Go on, go on, Raymond, go on. No, nah, go on. Oh, uh, what was harder, hockey or um? what did you say? You did hockey or basketball? What was harder to do,
1: play by play? I, you know, I did a lot of women's hockey, honestly, because uh, the men's hockey team, which is the the most well known yes. sports team at Quinnipiac, even more so now than it was then. Um, they had the director of the um, sports department, sports communications department, who worked. 30 years for WABC Radio in New York, Bill Schweitzer, who's basically a retirement job for him, he did hockey. So I was involved with some of those broadcasts, but more as like an on-site producer or a studio producer doing intermission scoreboard updates, things like that. But doing the women's hockey play-by-play with a classmate of mine was was tough because it moves fast. Obviously... It's tough to know all the names. You really got to kind of do your research and study up because these are not well-known athletes, you know, yeah. beyond their families and their friends. So that was definitely eye-opening and a challenge. And honestly, I haven't done any play-by-play since college. That was the last time I actually I, I did any play-by-play. I've done uh, strictly updates and, and then certainly covering the Jets for whatever it was, four or five years. Um, but no play-by-play since college. Did you college. ever want to get back into it?
0: Were you ever close yeah. to getting back in it? Sometimes I
1: miss it um but it's it's a tough thing to it's a tough thing to break into. I feel like I really would have had to stay with it after college and kind of work my way up because you got to take a lot of these low-level college jobs where you're basically working yeah. for free. You never know where it's going to take you travel-wise. So once I got married and had kids, I already worked a lot of nights and weekends as it was doing updates. The thought of adding a low-level play-by-play gig on top of that was uh a little bit more sacrifice, I guess, than I was willing to make at this point in my life, but never say never, and things can change maybe somewhere down the road, hopefully when we get the sports back sometime yeah, soon.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, we'll see. It's possible.
2: So, so, Chris, like, when when in going down that ro- that road, is it possible, like, the more you're, you're on WFAN and things like that, you could kind of get some of the gigs that the Chris Carlin's and the Recos are doing? Like, is that something that interests you, or is it more of they're in the right place, right time type thing?
1: Um, I think it's it's probably a little of both. I mean, certainly having some ra- some name recognition helps a little bit, but what I do at the fan as compared to a play-by-play gig is, is they're two very different things, you know? Like, so I might be really good at doing the updates on the fan, and then all of a sudden if I'm asked to do play-by-play on the spot, I might sound terrible. So, you know, maybe it gets your foot in the door. It, it, it catches somebody's eye because they recognize the name or the fact that, you know, you I've had – 10 to 13 years of experience at the fan on my resume um but you still got to be able to to do to you know to do the gig when push comes to shove and you know play by play is it's one of those things where you can't script it um you know you're reacting live you got to not be able to trip over your words and get tongue twisted <clears throat> you got to know the names you got to put the prep work in you know the research the studying so um it's definitely an art form um so yeah i'm, I'm intrigued by it for sure i think the reason i've I shied away from it was, and this was one of the first things they told me at the fan when I was trying to break in and become a, an on-air guy, an update guy, was at the time Mark Chernoff and Eric Spitz, who were sort of the co-managers, said, you, you sound a little young. Your, your voice is a little too high. And what I found when I would do play-by-play in college was when I'd get excited when there was a big moment, my voice would go up and it was a little, little too high because I don't really have that prototypical deep baritone radio voice that i guess a lot of people look for i mean there are plenty of play-by-play guys out there that that don't sound that way but i guess i was maybe a little self-conscious about that and um i just got away from it and i never i never went back so you'd have the voice like this when they right yeah exactly and I i still got the tape i still got the tape somewhere to prove it i'm sure buried in a closet somewhere
3: Oh, it's Raymond the voice, it's the voice you do when you're playing a video game and you just yeah. start blurring, like you're announcing the video game as you play. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I do it with my
0: son here when we uh yeah.
1: when we play on his little tykes hoops, you know, we, we
0: I do that sometimes. And How I many, many times do you dunk on him? How many times do you dunk on him, be honest?
1: Well, he only just turned four, so I, I try to take it easy on him because he he, he doesn't he hasn't shown um he hasn't taken a big liking to sports yet, so I'm trying not to ram it down his throat too much. I'm trying to kind of draw him he in a little bit, it. and then once he takes interest, then I can really start to lay the. Do hammer you realize buddy.
0: what you just said? I'm waiting till he likes something so I can destroy him in it. Yeah, because then I got to teach him
1: about being competitive. That's <laughs> yeah. you know. But if I if I wreck it for him right out of the gate, then they right. may, they I may never get him back. You know.
3: That's Why smart. do you think I used to do that to you when you were younger? We were younger?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the older brother, I'm sure the, when you're playing your kid, or if you have a brother, you pull the controller out, or he pulled the controller out when they were winning. <laughs> so you gotta learn how to do that too. Yeah,
1: like, yeah,
0: for sure. You're not cheating, you're not trying. That's what I say. When you were when you were gro- when you were going to bed though, when when you were younger with no TV in your room, who was the overnight host at that time? Was it Beningo? geez i mean i it was
1: such a long period of time i feel like i'd spend i remember listening to a lot of different shows um i think trying to remember now if i ever actually heard joe on the overnight maybe very early on and then after that it was a lot of you know you had summers uh, certainly a lot of tony page Mm -hmm. i remember listening to evan roberts before he moved to the to the midday for sure it might, yeah. might have been weekend overnights, you know, I'm fuzzy on what was Monday to Friday and what was on the weekend, but, um...
0: And he was, yeah, like, 19 then, at the time, and you were like, what right, the hell? Like, right, yeah,
1: <laughs> right out of high school, went down and worked for XM Radio in, uh, yeah. in C before they even merged with Sirius, yeah, so he's he's had quite the career. So, yeah, kind of a, a lot of different names, but, um... I'd fall asleep with it on and most mornings I'd wake up for school and for whatever reason in the morning, probably because at that time there were more stations on the air. So there was more feedback. There was more static. So I'd wake up to a staticky I miss in the morning program. Okay. So I always associated I miss with having to wake up for school. So I hated the i show. I never got into it. It was yeah. like, this is my, this, this is triggering in my mind that I have to wake up and get out of bed and go to school. And it was, it was static and it was loud and it was just like disrupting my sleep. So, plus it wasn't sports, so I wasn't big yeah. on what they were doing. So, um, went to bed with all the guys that I loved and then woke up with the crew that I didn't love so much, but certainly have a lot of respect for um, the legacy that he built before, you know, what happened with Rutgers and yeah. that, that actually happened about a month before I started my internship there. So, right as I was getting to Fan, he was on his way out.
0: Right. So what, what host inspired you on the fan? Like what, what one was your favorite growing up? Wow. Um, I know it's a great question.
1: It is a great question. I mean, I, I'm so not going to lie. That. I was, I was definitely a Mike and the mad dog junkie right. and especially, when I went to college and, um, you know, depending on my class schedule in any given semester, I'd have afternoons where I was just sitting in my dorm room. So I'd have them on, I'd have yes on for the simulcast. So I could watch them. um, that was when I, my, I'm i a freshman in college as the Yankees are blowing the 3-0 lead in the ALCS wow. to the Red Sox in 04, and I'm right on the border of Yankee Red Sox country in Quinnipiac in Connecticut. Wow. So that's something I'll never forget. So I was locked into them. I used to call the Super Bowl contest the trivia show, with Mike and the Marquis. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, I – I definitely spent a lot of hours listening to those guys for sure. We
0: used we used to get we used to get drunk around a fire pit and try to call the fan like in <laughs> two thousand seven. And like Tony Page would be like, We didn't understand you call back.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> Tony Page, no drinking and driving. That's, that's yeah. not that you guys were driving. But yeah, the overnight You've got to be not just the host, but the the, the board op, the producer. You've yeah. got to be able to detect those people that just sound like they're a little off, because that's where things that's where things can uh, get a little interesting in those hours.
0: My favorite on the fan, honestly, she does overnight. My favorite on the fan is Lori Rubinson. I love her on Sunday nights for after football. Like it's yeah. like with everything going on, she's not really on anymore, but. I wish she got like a better a bigger gig uh, as a as a host I've actually messaged her to try to get her on completely ignore me because I had three three spelling errors in the message <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's <laughs> a, she's she's Ivy League educated so yeah, oh yeah uh, I, hey, like
0: well, I sent the second message I sent the second message with asterisks correcting my misspells. yeah so you know I tried but just you know keep, nice keep
1: hammering away she yeah. she's good people I'm sure she'll come around um yeah yeah, I used to cross paths with her doing updates late at night. Certainly, when I was covering the Jets, we we talked a lot of Jets. So I always feel bad for her on the on the uh, the Sunday night because the Westwood One post game show yeah. just drags on and on because they're yeah. recapping every game from that day. And yeah. the games seem to end later and later on Sunday night, and she's sitting around waiting to get on. And sometimes it's not till after one, and then she's only on till about two o'clock. So she gets, she kind of gets uh, screwed over as far as the time goes. But um, yeah. you get I'm her sure on the ho-
0: you get her on the holiday schedule when people yeah
1: exactly. But have I'm she- sure once all this passes, she'll, she'll get back to hosting some shows. I hope so, Joe. You have a question? Yeah. So so Chris, so how did it? How did you go
2: from kind of you're doing kind of the the in studio, you know, producing, and then you took the leap into beat reporting, right, with the Jets? What, yeah,
1: I mean, base. I, I kind of when I first started at the fan, I was doing all behind-the-scenes stuff. I was I worked for Boomer and Cardin for whatever it was, eighteen months, kind of as a associate producer, and and I didn't really get to do any on-air stuff until I got lucky one day. Chris Carlin, at the time, was still doing updates on the morning shows before Jerry Recco started. In um, let's see, that was January of two thousand nine. So one day around the holidays, Carl, there was a scheduling mix-up, and he didn't realize he was supposed to do updates on the morning show and then also host the midday show. Mm. So he didn't show up, not, you know, not intentionally. It's just there was a, there was a miscommunication. So Craig Cardin at the time decided, well, we'll have some fun with this. We'll have CeeLo and Bob Dwyer, who works on the show. They'll come in, and they'll, they'll do dueling updates. And he thought you know, we'd fall flat on our face, and they'd have a laugh about it. But, of course, since I had experience doing that in college, I figured, like, this is kind of my shot, so I I did it straight. I wasn't trying to be funny or screw up or anything. So it didn't work great as far as the bit on the show went, but it kind of caught the attention of my bosses. And a couple months later, I started doing updates part-time on the weekends. The Jet gig really didn't come about until um, Peter Schwartz, who worked at The Fan and at CBS Sports Radio. I don't know if you guys are that familiar with the name. um, He was covering the Jets... I would say this was, a, this was right around the time they were in the back-to-back AFC title games <clears throat> and a couple of years after that. And um, when they moved from Hofstra to Florham Park in Jersey, Peter's a Long Island guy and he had two young kids. And it was just too much for him to be going back and forth four or five days a week. Wow. So they were looking for someone to fill in like a day or two per week. So I kind of was his understudy for a couple seasons the year Tim Tebow was there that was interesting for sure being in that locker room where things really kind of were starting to fracture. You had Plexico Burris in there, Damian Tomlinson at the end, Santonio Holmes. It was, it was quite the the cast of characters, but um, he took a full-time job and it opened up and, you know, right place, right time. I had already kind of had some experience I'd been in there. Um, I was familiar with the team with the locker room. Some of the players were familiar with me. So it was just an easy transition. And um, really enjoyed doing it for whatever it was four or five years. But it just got to a point where, you know, it was a seasonal gig and financially it just wasn't adding up for, for me and my family. And, you know, the fan in this day and age, audio is available in so many so many outlets and sources that for them to pay me to go there and stick a microphone in someone's in front of someone's face and file some reports and come on and talk shows, it just just wasn't worth what I was looking to be compensated uh you know compensation wise so you know no hard feelings it was good experience i miss it sometimes but it came to an end and it's all good
0: so you're a big yankee fan
1: right i am yes
0: yeah i talked to my dad i was like yeah i'm gonna have CeeLo on by the way if you could give a quick shout out to ray and joanne they'd love it Ray and Joanne,
1: yeah. absolutely. What's up, Ray and Joanne? Are they is, are they are they locked in now, or do you No, guys, they're is not that locked. After the fact,
0: they wouldn't know how to work this. Are you kidding? Well, me? I, would, I mean, I, maybe I figured if
1: they listen, if they uh, you got to support you gotta support your hey. kids, right?
0: My mom wakes up every morning and watches Boomer and Geo with my dad. So it's the one show go. they watch. So when I said I'd have you on, they were like, first of all, they didn't believe me. They were like, first they <laughs> answered, they go, who is this? And I'm like, get your son. Like, <laughs> uh, so my dad was like, you know he's a big Yankee fan. I go, all right, I'll ask him about it. So explain, because we're all Yankee fans except the guy in the top left, Brian, he roots for the Red Sox. But whatever, let's just ignore that. Yeah,
1: horrible. So he was happy when I brought up l 4 for sure. Yeah, he's a good oh, yeah. Fan. <laughs> we're to jump
0: off the cliff. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all Yankee fans by um family obviously. Um Joe, oddly enough, his your brother and dad are Mets fans and I uh, he's a Yankee fan with his uh his mother. So, uh made the right like call. It. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. So, I was going cool be- with the brains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how'd you become a huge Yankee fan.
1: You know, when I was real, baseball was my first my first love from as long, far back as I can remember. My dad was big on taking home videos when I was a, a little tight because I was just, I don't know, I was just fascinated by it from, God, as soon as I could walk, so two, pretty much. He's got hours of footage of me just running around in our living room in Queens, sure enough. we lived. Wow, in, I was okay. born in Queens, so until I was four, I lived in Queens. So point being, I just loved baseball. And we lived in Queens. My dad worked for Mobile at the time in New York before they merged with Exxon. And they used to get great seats at Shea. So as a kid, even though my dad grew up a big Yankee fan, the Mets were right there. So he would right. go all the time. Um, so there's a lot of pictures of me as a youngin in Mets gear because I just oh, wow. loved baseball. I didn't know any better. That, you know, Yankee <laughs> stuff as well. I, fo- I followed both teams. My brother, who is 16 years older than me, um, Used to quiz me. He'd pull out the baseball cards and he'd he'd show it to me and say, "Who was this?" And of course, I'd be mumbling the words, not speaking clear English. But I knew, I knew the names. I knew who it was. Um, but my yet really really didn't become a true diehard Yankee fan. You call me a front runner if you want. I was ten. It was it was 1996, and at this right. point, we had moved to Northern Virginia. So I'm living, in at the time. Redskins, Orioles country because there was no nationals. Um, And my dad's a big Yankee fan. There's no yes, obviously. So I only get to see the Yankees here and there. But being a 10-year-old who played baseball, you know, locally, youth, you know, eat, sleep, live, breathe baseball, Jeter as a rookie – yeah. Me and pulled me in like i still remember the cleats he wore in 96 <laughs> i had the same one i went out and got the. Had my parents get me the same ones for all-stars that summer the 10 year old all-star team so you know watching him as a rookie and watching the 96 yankees and obviously watching the 96 world series um you know that's really where i that's really where the memories start like i i have Faint memories of watching the 95. I don't know. Maybe we weren't locked in as much, you know, in the division series with the Mariners. But um, growing up, a lot of Mets and Yankees, but there was definitely a separation once Jeter arrived on the scene. I can tell you I have no ill will towards the Mets or the fans. Uh, My grandmother on my dad's side was a massive Met fan. So we used to have fun. I have great memories of watching the Subway series with my my grandmother and my grandfather. So just a baseball family, New Yorkers. but. yeah, definitely, definitely Yankees for sure.
0: I share nothing but animosity towards Mets fans. I hate their guts. <laughs> I feel like most
1: Yankee fans are that way. I guess for me, it's like yeah. hard to hate on my on you, my I hate hate our, our grandmother. We were
3: bred into her. that way of thinking, though. Our father yeah. literally yeah. said, "You don't like the Yankees, you don't live
1: under our roof."
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that makes it pretty top. easy to decide. <laughs> so would you would you let your kids pick their baseball team or no? They're Yankee fans. It's over.
1: No, I I don't similar to like I said before like I'm trying not to jam it down my 4-year-old's throat cuz right. you know I think I'm really I before he was even born. I think I was just sensitive to it because I was such a diehard and my dad did not force it on me at all. It just mm-hmm. was something I just attached to and grabbed hold of at a young age and for me to expect my kids to have that same passion, it, I mean, maybe, but it, it's unrealistic to just assume it's going to happen. And I don't want to be that overbearing dad that, you know, really tries to force it on them and say, you have to do this. You have to like that. You have to watch this. If it's meant to be, it'll be. I think it's also easier for me to say that because I work in sports. Right. So it's like I'm constantly getting my fix, you know, with my job. Even when I'm not at work, I have, I'm staying up on what's going on. So, you know, every now and then getting a break from it, whether it's with my wife watching the show or if my son wants to, you know, whatever, uh, get his coloring book or watch Paw Patrol or whatever the heck it might be. For now, it's, 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 it's a nice little escape from what I'm used to. Um, but as he gets older, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I don't hope that he, he attaches to it. Some, some, some sport doesn't have to be baseball. I mean, I played hockey. I played basketball. The only organized sport I didn't play of the majors was football. Right. Um, so, I mean, I hope, but I'm no—I'm not. The short answer to my long answer is, I'm not going to be forcing any of it on them for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, that's
2: fairly good, Joe. What about you, <laughs> <Are>
0: you
2: <kidding? laughs> So they're, they're only Yankee fans. They, <laughs> that's the only thing on TV, right? When it's baseball, when baseball. Right.
1: That's, that's, the, yeah. that's the secret weapon.
0: CeeLo just won the Father Award of the Year, and is thinking in his head like, "Yeah, my kids are Yankee fans." Nah,
1: don't worry. There's plenty of other aspects where I'm not Dad of the Year, so what, it's all good. What's up, Brian? Scott, what, Scott, what would happen if you came
3: home with a Keith Hernandez jersey?
0: My dad hates <laughs> Keith Hernandez like more than anyone. He says he's a well, I'd hate that. He says he's a rat. That's what he says. He's a rat. Uh, he would. First of all, he hates Keith Hernandez because he said he said he goes. Mattingly was better. Keith Hernandez wasn't, and it pisses me off. I'm like, right. my dad got my dad got his first Yankee tattoos at 61 years old.
1: Like wow.
0: he, he just went and got Yankee tattoos. My mom, yeah, my Yeah. So my my dad had the he got a Mickey Mantle seven tattoo. My mom had to talk him out of tattooing this pinstripe jersey on his back. I swear to God, Remember, like a full. <laughs>
1: A full yeah. back pinch. Yeah, back.
3: Yes. because Bernie's like his favorite. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, like he was going to get a full pinch. They were going to name me Thurman. My mom had to talk to me. I
1: saved you. I saved you on that.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, thanks. Some I thought you were going to
1: pull a Seinfeld and say they were going to name you Seven.
0: No, yeah. no, no, with Thurman, I would not have friends. I mean, I barely yeah. have friends now, but like, you know, it wouldn't have happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would have needed a nickname quickly.
0: Thurm yeah. the Germ, it's over. I would have <laughs> <no word>. <laughs> Brian wouldn't be friends with me. There's no chance. Oh, my God. So, with the fan, now just, you don't have to answer, but like, with the, a lot of beef goes on with the princess and stuff, do you stay out of it all, honestly? Like I, I,
1: I really try to. I mean, if I'm there with Boomer and Geo, if I'm filling in for mm-hmm. Reco, and you know stuff comes up on the air or there's a funny clip for me to play, it's like yeah. I kind of have to put it out there just to tee them up, and then I kind of just step back, step back, and let them do their thing. Right. Because I mean, listen, people say a lot of things about Mike. Listen, I'm not behind closed doors at his house. I don't really know right. what he's like as a human being because I don't have the experience. All I can say is. From a professional standpoint, he's always been great. With he's been Mm -hmm. great to me. Um, You know, he's looked out for me. Uh, He let me come on and talk Jets, which he didn't do with all of our Jet reporters. Um, You know, he hooked me up with getting my other gig at Sirius, where I do updates. So. You know, um, just from a personal standpoint, I can't speak badly about him. But um, I'd be lying if I said I don't enjoy mm-hmm. some of the parody stuff that goes on. I mean, I follow all the all the stuff on Twitter. I mean, the jokes are they write themselves. And, yeah. and honestly, I think I think this is my personal opinion. I don't know this uh, as fact. I think Mike is much more tuned into it yes. than he lets on. And I think he's smart enough and savvy enough as a businessman. To recognize that it, it helps his brand at this point, yeah. and and I think that's smart. Um, right. so no, it works a, for everybody. You know, I, it, I, it works I, for everybody. It's it's entertaining. People have a laugh whether it's at his, you know, um, you know, in his face, about him, with him, whatever it might be. You know, the point is, it's supposed to be entertainment, and I think he's done that for a long time. Right. Now, now Chris, to
2: that point, with the Funhouse Twitter account, oh yeah, what what do you think? kind of transpired with that and if you can't if you can't kind of get into it whatever I, I totally get that
1: uh do you think he kind of had a role in that i i don't it's not that i can't get into it i just i don't i don't know the details just because a big reason why is so much of that has been going on since we've all been at home so mm-hmm. i haven't been i haven't been to the studios in like seven weeks now right so and a lot of the a lot of the stuff i mean listen everyone can you know people text and whatnot or send messages but a lot of the scuttlebutt as boomer would like to say you get from being there in the newsroom and just from you know interacting with people walking by somebody oh did you hear this did you hear that so i don't know for sure um i know that Entercom has made a big deal out of their digital platforms so if you put a gun to my head i'd say it was more um an executive suits decision than it was a francesca decision but I, I don't know that for sure Interesting.
3: Oh, I know Frances is actually a good guy because my wife is ex. Before I met her and married her, she dated Monzo for years. Oh,
1: okay. So before Monzo got married and had seven kids. Yeah, so Monzo
2: <laughs> He has another kid after this quarantine. Uh, it won't shock
1: me. I'm, I'm waiting for the, uh, you know, the, the um, whatchamacallit, the announcement. Usually, you know what it is? It's usually not to cut off your story. Usually, it's the holiday card. They send the holiday card and it's, oh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and coming in April of whatever that's the next year it. is. That's, that's usually how they do it. Sorry, you go ahead. You're going to have a
0: starting lineup
1: soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh uh, if you can um not comment in depth but like when the carton situation happened did you were you working
1: i was working in the same capacity in the same role that i'm always in which is sort of like a think of me as like the swing tackle except i'm not as big as a tackle so you know i'm bouncing around to different spots of whether it was an overnight shift evenings midday mornings so Um, basically I was just filling in when Jerry was out. So once the Craig thing went down, um, I think I did that first week maybe. And then they were not really sure like, okay, we're going to have guest hosts come in. So Jerry was back to doing updates, but once, once they committed to, okay, Jerry is going to be the fill in host with Boomer for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. then it was it was clear like okay so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be jerry for the rest of the year so it was basically a quarter of the year because they that was right when they came back from summer vacation like shortly after labor day yeah so i would say i think it was all of all of october november and december and then geo started in january so um you know it was a surreal situation i think we all tried to make the best of it it helped obviously that we had Yankees playoff baseball yeah. to, to talk about. And that kind of mm-hmm. rallied the troops and drove a lot of the content and, and the talking points. But um, there's just a surreal situation, especially, you know, having worked yeah. for him alongside him, knowing him a little bit outside of radio. I mean, not the way Al and Jerry and Boomer did or Eddie uh, schizzeri, but um, just blew my mind. And um, yeah, I never haven't, haven't, I reached out to him, but as you can imagine, I'm sure he was inundated with messages and whatnot. So I haven't I haven't spoken to him or talked with him. So, um, you know, I hope he's hanging in there. Obviously, I feel bad for everyone that was affected. But um, it's one of those things where I think if you know the person off the radio, it, it you have a different take yeah. because I know how he is off the air, and he can be a very, like, down-to-earth, sort of quiet, almost sheltered guy. And I know he loved his kids dearly. Yeah. and um, you know, I just hope they all find their way, and that when when he gets out, he can get back to what he what he does best, and you know, kind of make restitution and make amends with whoever was affected, and you know, go on with his life. Yeah, us
2: you, too, man. You know, you know it's it's funny because you, when when things happen with it and I'll, I'll call him a celebrity, and when things happen with that, and your first rea- you have two two reactions. The first one's either you know, as fans or things like that, people kind of look and, and they, they love that failure side of it and then the negative side. He was one guy literally when it happened, I'm like, why did you do that? Yeah. He, he was so good at what he did, you know, and, and he was he was great to listen to. And it was one that you just felt bad for him. You felt bad for the family. Obviously, you, you feel bad for everyone affected by it. But sure. he was one guy where I was like, man, I wish you did not do that. I wish you could take that
1: back because he was great and i 'm sure i 'm sure he feels that, and that 's what he 's dealing with as he you know reflects and, and goes through what he 's going through, so you just hope that again on the, on the back side it 's something that that sticks with him, and that he can get back to where he wants to get to and
0: yeah. not for nothing though G- yeah Geo actually filled him perfectly like Geo 's just a perfect counter honestly, yeah. in my opinion in my i, I,
1: I couldn 't agree more um, you know i, I 've known him i 've known him a long time when i when i started interning he was he was producing so i was you know interacting with him quite a bit and um you know happy for him obviously his decision to to go to pittsburgh ended up working out pretty well he came back did the network show and again it's you know right place right time for him i don't mean right time as far as what happened with craig i mean obviously you'd prefer to get the job under different circumstances but i guess you know everything happens for a reason and um it's definitely a tough spot for him to walk into and <clears throat> I didn't really feel and maybe I'm biased but I didn't feel like there was that much of a, of a transitional feeling out period I feel yeah. like they hit the ground running pretty much from day one and they've done a great job and I think the ratings reflect that
0: now are you allowed to bring up like are you like um hesitant to bring up espm radio around there the guys like rosenberg or or do you kind of is there a stigma about it or you know if michael k says something you like or if don la you just bring it up is there like an animosity around there stepping on eggshells um there's no
1: animosity for me just because i don't really know any of the guys over there personally mm-hmm. all that well other than uh larry hardesty because we used to hang out a lot on the jet beat great guy by the way um so I don't I don't I don't know a lot of the guys there. I would say there's an animosity not on a personal human to human level but yeah. certainly between the stations because they're in competition. So okay. I'm I take the approach of, you know, I'm the sort of the low man on the totem pole, mm-hmm. the the uh the wee little update guy who's not even a full-timer. <laughs> so I try to really tiptoe and make sure i don't go too far i think for a guy like boomer or geo or mike if they want to bring something up or take a shot it's a lot easier to get away with than if i tried to do that um you know you don't hear us playing audio from espn as you know that's not even our i think that's just we're embargoed from using their stuff and they're embargoed from using our stuff it's it's a honestly it's, it's a petty the whole thing is petty but it's a high school drama. I, like, yeah, uh, and, you know, it's it's above my pay grade. That's, again, that's the suits. That's the executives that decide on all that stuff. So it's sort of like that, you know, it's that, that elephant in the room that doesn't get talked about that often. Um, so it is what it is. It, it, just, of, it just comes with the, with the business and there being competition locally between the two stations.
3: It kind of does work to your advantage a little bit because it makes people uh, – some people that might not necessarily listen often, they may hear about like kind of that rivalry and just to go back and forth. Oh, let me tune in. Let me see if anybody says anything, you know, just little things like that.
1: I, and I yeah, and you know what? That that might honestly, that could be sort of the strategy and the approach. The approach from both sides is the old "there's no such thing as bad yeah. publicity." So it's yeah. sort of like, hey, if, like everyone getting, eats, ri- you know? if everyone's talking you about this on Twitter team. and it's getting written about on blogs and newspapers, you know, our names are getting out there, so it's not the worst thing, I guess. It's like
2: yeah. the great Monday Night Wars with WCW and
0: WWE. <laughs> 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 Always gotta throw wrestling in. Yeah, Always. Yeah. Hey, we got.
1: Uh, not myself personally. I'm about as ignorant as it comes with pro wrestling, but there are a lot of, I'm yeah. sure you guys know a yeah, lot Evan. of guys at the station that are Evan Monzo, my Evan. good buddy, Tommy Lugauer. I mean, there's a lot of them that are really into it. They it's crazy. unbelievable.
0: They love it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we they got to get Evan on
2: and I'll talk wrestling. <laughs>
3: <There you go. laughs> Dude, I listen to his, his uh, wrestling podcast all the time while I'm at
1: work. I'm bored. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, He's nice. a guy that has a he doesn't have two kids but he's got a son I yeah. mean I don't know where he finds the time to do it it's like dude you host a four hour show you commute in from Westchester some days you're riding your bike like you know just just go home and go to bed or hang out with your wife and your kid like yeah. you don't need to i listen it's good content for you guys if you love wrestling but it's like he just uh yeah he, he's he just happens. Yeah, yeah, he he doesn't stop. So no that, that, that you
0: don't special. need to get on at your age with a kid and talk about it. the Undertaker got suplexed off the top ropes. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: definitely uh he's definitely a rare breed, that's for sure.
0: Now CeeLo, the reason like me and you started to go back and forth on Twitter is is because you co- you quoted little Bigley. Right? Oh yeah. So and I, I comment you commented the scene um the paint scene. What color paint? And then you were like, wow, that's such an underrated movie. And I have to tell you, I agree 100%. Little Big League is the most underrated 90s kids movie of all time (laughs) because it was overshadowed by Rookie of the Year and The Sandlot. But you go back to quotables, it is the best. The Bowers stuff. So, like, what other 90s movies did you grow up watching? Like Little Giants Oh my God! Give us some. Are we talking just sports movies? Yeah, Yeah, sure, sports movies.
1: Oh, man. Well, I mean, I like – no disrespect to Rookie of the Year. I mean, I love the Sandlot for for sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Little Bigley kind of got lost in the shuffle in the public eye and the kind of mainstream. But, yeah, there were some some gems in there for sure. Man, put me – it's funny. My dad, Mm -hmm. um, during this whole quarantine, has had a daily question that goes out to our extended family. There's like, (laughs) I don't know, 15 to 20 of us on the scene. And it's crazy because – I'm like my wife and I keep saying we got two kids. We're both working from home. It seems like everybody else has all the time in the world. There's like 30 emails going back and forth per day. And I'm like, I'm just trying to do my job. But anyway, so one of the questions the last couple of days were top 10 comedies and then top 12, all other genres ever. And I'm a huge movie guy. So I get all stressed out and I have to like, go through my binder of DVDs back <laughs> in the days everyone streams now, but I was a big DVD Blu-ray collector, and I got to write my lists and whittle everything down. So I'm trying to think of movies that were on the list that were 90s movies and specifically – I mean, I love all, all the baseball yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Angels Deal in the dreams. Outfield. Yeah, I just uh, watched that. Yeah, Angels in the Outfield was, was, was solid. I would put that fourth among the rookie of the year. Jeez. Little Big League, Angels in the Outfield, and what was the other one we said? <laughs>
0: Sandlot, Sandlot, yeah, yeah. Sandlot's Fair probably
1: lot. number one for me. I think yeah, right. I go Sandlot, Little Big League, Rookie of the Year, Angels in the outfield among those four. Um, League on, of Their you know, Own, one of my all-time favorite you're movies, movies, yeah. movies yes. ever. Yeah, that's really, probably that's probably in my top ten, just yeah. any any genre. Yeah, um, everybody's
3: lived it that played baseball. We've all lived yeah. It.
1: And another – I mean, League of, just – I mean, John Lovitz's is 10 yes. minutes in the beginning yeah. alone. There's like yeah. five gems in there alone. Will you so, shut
0: up? Yeah, he, I mean, he yells at the chickens. He uses <laughs> a lot of
1: games. <laughs> Yeah, games. There was so much bang for his buck in those I mean, I 10, 10 or 15 minutes. I've been uh, training
0: to race scenes. Traded? they said they were gonna trade me oh yeah like they trade you miss perfect
2: <laughs>
0: i love when she oh. does the split and the other catcher goes i can't do that <laughs> Even like silly. even Gary Moore when Tom Hanks
1: goes to Gary Marshall's house and they're like having the back and forth and uh, he's like I hurt my knee you fell out of a hotel that's how you hurt the knee <laughs> you know, trying to say hello to his these are my in laws hello they can't hear anything it's just I don't know it's it's a it's a charming movie for sure avoid the crap
0: Jimmy Dugan
1: yeah. Oh we Monzo and I do that one all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They don't and, uh, make movies like that anymore. Like even Mighty Ducks.
3: First yeah Mighty Ducks classics
1: still. Yeah.
3: Like, oh yeah.
1: Love Mighty Ducks. You, I was you, huge you on really, Mighty. I was a big I was a big street hockey, roller hockey guy growing up, so when they incorporated that into the movies, it was big for my friends and I at the Lucky time fuck, living in Virginia. So. Well, it
0: was Mighty Why? Ducks 2 was probably one of the greatest sequels of all time. Bad Major yeah. League. Major yeah, Major League, League, League 2. two you know, oh, yeah.
1: I see. I knew I'm forgetting stuff. Major League, I mean, well, mm-hmm. yeah, 1 and 2 are, are what, yeah. just tremendous.
0: They going send me back to Omaha. I don't even live there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rue Baker was a phenomenal character. Major League 2. Rube Baker. Yeah. Fredericks Projects of Hollywood, yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe, did you, you know, have any questions? My, I
1: think my, no. my, favorite, my favorite line's in the first one, though, when um, I forget the, 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 the big slugger from the Yankees. He gets up. Oh, he goes, beat Taylor. his kid
0: in a father-son uh, charity <laughs> yeah. game, right? Taylor,
1: Taylor, what are you doing? up What are you doing back there? Right I'm like, <laughs> cutting the Mexican league. How's your wife and my kids? Yes. I mean, that is, <laughs> How's your wife and my kids is one of the all-time great, <laughs> great lines.
0: Oh, it is great. Yeah. Joe, did you have a question about like the quarantine? How he's how he, he's keeping his kids entertained? You want some tips? Yeah. So so quarantine
2: wise, so the the so we have three kids in my family, and and everyone's trying to catch up the
1: moms though. <laughs> what what ages are we dealing with here? So I have eighteen months, a four year old, and a five year old. You said eighteen months, four and five. Yeah. Oh my God. And Joe's a kid himself. I mean. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um wow all of a sudden i don't feel as bad about my situation (laughs) um we have uh my son just turned four on saturday so we had uh we had a big drive-by parade everyone came by with signs and honking their horns and they had the fire trucks and the police cars come by so that was kind of cool um so we got four and then my my youngest will be one on may 4th and he, in the midst of being home here, quarantined, I would say within the first week of us being home, decided to stand up and figure out how to walk. This so is. he is now mobile, on the move. He's opening cabinets. I mean, he's just he's you put him totally down. He, he walks away into a corner where you can't see him. So okay. um, my wife works Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5. I've been working... Um, for the most part, three days a week. Monday, Tuesday, it's serious, and I've been doing a weekend shift on the fan and CBS Sports Radio. So um, it's been a challenge, man. I mean, I feel like most days, you know, we're up around 7. I would say by nine thirty, ten o'clock, the house looks like a war zone. I mean, yeah. there is stuff everywhere. And um, that's partially our fault because we provide them with so much to play with or we have accumulated so much stuff mm-hmm. from – family, family members and birthdays about. and holidays or whatever um so it's just honestly every day is just survival mode really and, <laughs> and i don't and i don't mean that to sound insensitive to, to what people are doing you know beyond the walls of their home so that I mean that what i'm talking about is peanuts in comparison to the the big picture but uh inside the walls of our house with these kids at these ages um it's definitely a challenge so I don't have all that many tips except <laughs> enjoy, the, enjoy the good weather days, get outside for walks. We actually just um, – my in-laws, my parents, and my siblings all chipped in, and we just got a like a play set for the backyard that just got set up for his birthday Saturday. So that's been huge because he's going to spend a ton of time out there now. So that's, that's it. Um, he misses his school like hell. He was going to preschool five days a week, full days – so that was that was really He's a kid that thrives on like structure and schedule right. and routine. so um, it's been an adjustment, but it has for everybody you know everyone I'm sure everybody, no matter what age, what situation, you know everyone's adapting to <clears throat> it's a very unusual, un unnatural, unorthodox circumstance.
0: Sela, do you have any do you have any uh, funny boomer stories?
1: Funny boomer stories. Yeah, hmm. or
0: you play a prank, anything like that. Cause he looks like the kind of guy you can't joke with and if you play a prank on him, you get your back by flattening your tire. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, yeah. If you're if you're gonna play a prank on him, you have to expect there to be like physical retaliation. Yeah. And he's and he just doesn't know his own strength. Like, I mean you guys you guys you guys tune in you know he's like broken yeah. multiple bones of, you know, yeah. of people at you know whether it's Al, Mark Chernoff, not intentionally, he's just such a massive human being um funny boomer stories i don't know i love and i know geo shared some of this and maybe even put the pictures up on on cbs sports network like would they'll be at an event and someone will flash a picture of boomer and he's got the bulge going yeah you know <laughs> like that stuff just because i feel like when they bring that up on the air he got, he legit gets embarrassed and he like he doesn't yeah. know what to say so <laughs> that always does that always cracks me up But just another example he's just a you, the, there he's a former professional athlete. And they're such a different breed. Like I get not everybody's yeah. six five, but it's just such a when he when he walks in the building every day and he walks on into through the doors onto our floor, his presence you just feel it right away. It's like this is not a normal yeah. human being. You the know? ground
0: shakes. So, it's
1: like the T yeah. Rex and the water moves in Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it's like. Not only because of his like his physical stature. But um oh crap did I lose you guys? No, you got good, me. okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um not just that but like he he shot out of the cannon like he comes in and it's like the the deep the deep voice and right away like the door hasn't even closed. Yeah. Morning men you know like he good morning how's everyone doing you know yeah. it's it's like five fifteen in yeah. the morning calm down yeah exactly and he's ready to go. Yeah. And when we were in a store before we moved to Manhattan when we were in Astoria in Queens we used to have um like a, an intercoms an intercom system a PA where you'd pick up any phone in the, it was in the basement. I'm sure you guys have heard those stories. John Minko loves to tell that about the fact that we worked in a basement. So you pick up the phone. If you press, I don't remember what it was star, whatever, whatever you said into the phone would go over the loudspeakers. So he and Craig in the morning before the show started, They 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 had a their office was this tiny little closet in the back corner. Like now they everyone has their own office, you know, we're on the tenth floor of a Manhattan high rise. You know, it's a completely different situation. So we're all we're in this basement to begin with, and the two of them are shacked up in this closet and they would pick up the phone, get the, the, the intercom going, and they would blast the loudest, most obnoxious music at 5, 5.15 in the morning just to get themselves going and to make sure we were all awake. <laughs> so it's like everyone's rubbing the sleep out of their eyes. Everyone's grouchy, drinking their coffee. And once they came in, you pick up the phone, and all of a sudden He's you started. got this loud, obnoxious music on just to wake <laughs> everybody up.
0: Now, shout out to Al Dukes because uh, Raymond here, Well, you sold the car to him? No, I was his
3: service advisor when he had his Ford. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> he used to come in to get his Ford fixed, and we broke it.
1: <laughs> you broke his
3: Ford? Yeah, but well, we had to give him, like, a rental car.
0: <laughs> <back> <laughs> but tell him tell him about how. He, so Raymond, like, insulted the guy who made the songs.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I asked him because the one time he comes in, I look at the name, and then his keychain, he had the old WFAN helmet keychain on his teeth. Yeah. So I said are you Al Dukes from WFAN? He goes, yeah. I go, you know, I always said if I ever met you because of your annoying songs, I would punch you in the face. <laughs> 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 and he literally tweeted it out after I, like, walked away. But I was joking with him. But, like, I yeah. think I scared yeah. the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> you, probably, you probably did. I, I, he said, not yeah, he's a, a, a fragile man. Like, he's yeah, very, yeah. Kind
1: of He is a fragile man. He likes the the bicep curls, but there's not much else to him. And, uh, yeah, he definitely – he's not running headfirst into confrontation, especially as we learned, whatever it was, a few months ago with the 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 911 call and (laughs) and dog attack and all that. He's not about to run outside and roll up his sleeves and get involved. That's for sure.
0: Now, CeeLo, what we like to do here – a lot of people find it corny. I find it fun. I have a gun to your head segment where I ask you random questions. You just got to choose here. Okay. Okay. It could be anything from sports to food to music. <laughs> now I only have five, but we had a rapper, Mickey Fax on last week. And after I was done with five, he yelled at me for not having more. So I got like nine. Or 10, right? All
1: right. You said like
3: 30 with him. Yeah,
0: He wouldn't stop. So he, was he
3: was like, stopped. keep him
0: coming. Keep him coming. Yeah. All right. Nachos or boneless buffs? Boneless buffs. Sega or Super Nintendo? Sega. Madison Square Garden or Yankee Stadium? Oh, wow. No
1: disrespect to Yankee Stadium. MSG is my favorite place on no. earth. What about wow. the old Yankee Stadium? I, I know. I, I know you meant the old Yankee Stadium. And I recently tweeted, I think, that Yankee I missed Yankee. the old place. And I do. I, I have fond up. memories of going there. But a Ranger playoff game at the Garden is okay. like – hey. that is at the very oh. top of my list.
3: In fact, all right, here's what: If there's a Game 7 Rangers Stanley Cup, Oh, and it's seven PM, and a Game Seven of the World Series. The which one are you watching on the TV, and which one is on your laptop?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um, which I would I have? would say I would Rangers say hockey ball. on the hockey on the TV because it, it's I feel like it's harder to harder yeah. to follow That's on the true. small screen than the baseball is. Now, if you and, plus, Jake- and the hockey the hockey is going to move faster. You've got the intermissions, I can switch, and the game's going to be over, unless it goes into overtime, it's going to be over way before the baseball. So I can always flip to the Yankees on the, the main screen after the hockey hands.
0: All right, you have free tickets to each of those games. Which one are you going to? Oh, MSG, hands all down. All right, all right. So this leads, into the, this leads into the next one. If you could have a walk-off home run in a World Series, overtime goal for a Stanley Cup, game-winning yeah. shot in the NBA, or game-winning touchdown catch in a Super Bowl, which one?
1: Um, I think about these. I like that. I, 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 like this stuff. In fact, I may steal some of these from my family question of the day. Honestly, Perfect. Just, um, yeah, shout I, I would up. say I, because I mean, baseball was the sport I played the longest right. at the highest level and I was a singles doubles line drives guy. I think I only hit like three home runs over an actual fence in my life and I never had a walk off homer walk off homer in the world's to win the world series and get in the full trot around the bases yeah. and the dog okay. yeah that's that's where i'm going all right little rascals or the goonies little rascals all right i'm with
0: you i'm with you on that one i just oh, have more experience. I, I have more experience yeah. with
1: little rascals than the goonies so that I mean, that's it's almost like a default I mean, answer for me. Oh. dogs or cats <laughs> dogs and it's right. funny because i've never had a dog right. my dad it, it's gonna come out wrong it's not that he hates dogs he's just not a dog guy yeah. and I wanted a pet hey. as a kid so I we had two cats so I've lived with cats but I still, I've still I've always said I've always said since I was a a young kid that someday I wanna have a dog cause I love dogs right you like, know like, we're sponsored uh, by PETA right what do you say we're sponsored by PETA <laughs> no we're not <laughs> <laughs> PETA king is that what you're looking for me to say <laughs> like dog PETA king
0: no, freaking uh, Richard Jefferson. I remember on one broadcast said like he brought up who, by the way, is great at the Nets game. Richard Jefferson's really good. Yes, he is. He was like people who like cats are like guys who drink beers out of straws, and I just started cracking up. And and I, I would agree,
1: I would agree cats. with that. I would they agree don't with trust
0: that. Most cats. Yeah, cats are weird. Yeah, they're
1: they're very surly, and they you know they want to keep to themselves. I mean, our, our, our cats, as they got older, would like disappear in the closets for days. You wouldn't you wouldn't yeah, see them yeah. for days.
3: It's crazy. Yeah. They Don't live in your house. They live in and around the vicinity of your home. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Skittles or Starburst?
1: Oh wow, <sighs> Starbursts. Okay, not as, not as not as bad on the teeth.
0: You go to a vacation, the pool or the ocean?
1: is so sacrilegious in my family because my dad is the ultimate beach man and i was when i was younger but i'm a, definitely a cool guy these days i don't like being covered in sand right yeah i just don't I all right
0: dinosaurs yoshi or reptar yoshi all right well, i would have went with the rugrats but oh, whatever reptar, nice. <laughs> all right here we go jean shorts or cargo shorts on, definitely, ca- definitely cargo shorts. God damn it! Definitely
1: cargo shorts. I've spent more time in life wearing them than I have jean
0: shorts. Jean shorts, jean shorts will make a comeback one day. I guess I'm, never, I'm sure they will.
1: Everything makes a comeback, right? Yeah,
0: and I have one in my drawer just in case, because I love it.
1: <laughs> the question is, will you still fit into it when the time comes?
0: I've been a size 36 waist since I was 15. I grow everywhere else.
1: That's all
0: right. That's <laughs> impressive. I got Lava lamp. <laughs> Get moving yeah. all over
3: the place and right. shit.
0: Cee-lo, this could really mean. This one here could mean if we're friends or not. All right, uh. like seriously, Tony Romo or Philip Rivers?
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I gotta go. Philip Rivers. Oh God! <laughs> we're done. Yes. Good Here's work. why. Here's
3: why. I am a Cowboys fan. By you ready?
1: the way. Yeah. Right, so i Number one is, yeah, I'm a Giants fan, even though I covered the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to the Yankees-Mets, I have no hate for the Jets, though. So it's hard for me to pick Romo. But I I pick Rivers, not even having anything to do with football, but I'm fascinated with his what his at-home dynamic must be, where he has nine yeah. kids like, now. Nine kids, yeah. Like, how many more kids does he need at this point, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I stopped listening after you picked Philip Rivers, so... Oh, okay. (laughs) That's too dead to me. Bud Light or Budweiser?
1: Bud Light, sorry.
0: Super Mario World or Sonic?
1: Sega guy. That's really good. I know I'm a Sega guy, but I spend more time overall playing Mario, so I go Mario.
0: Well, and you were a younger brother, so you were Luigi, right? Yeah, but see, there was a huge age. See, my
1: brother was... Fifteen going on sixteen when I was born. Right. So you want to know who I actually had to fight for video game time? My dad. My dad is a <laughs> my dad's a gamer. He's still right. He's he's seventy one now and he still plays Xbox. Wow, I kid right. you not.
0: My dad used to play Double Dribble with us. Remember that shitty game for Nintendo? Absolutely. The worst Absolutely. game of all time. That game was yeah. horrible. Horrible. Double Dribble <laughs> and Blades of Steel.
1: Blades of Steel. Is blades shit. of Steel.
0: Wow. Yeah. Right, would you rather do Would you rather do video games or go to an arcade?
1: Video games.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. Definitely.
1: i i I would I'd be up all night sometimes playing games at home.
0: Here's one we did an episode. Uh, it was like our fifth episode. Uh, we did NASCAR or not, right? And I gave a list of things you'd rather watch over NASCAR. Are you a NASCAR fan or no? Not okay. not that, even. This not is even great. A this is great. Joe hates this. <laughs> <Real>. This is <laughs> unbelievable. All right. Be honest. Would you rather watch these sports over NASCAR? Are you ready? So yeah, I'm obviously, ready. the four major ones, yes, right? Yep. yep. Golf.
1: No. Oh, I love golf. 100%.
0: Okay. All right. Darts.
2: No.
1: Yes. Um, I'd yeah. probably watch darts over NASCAR. Right. Yeah. Are you guys kidding? <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I, agree. I don't. NASCAR doesn't do anything for me. They drive in a circle. That yeah, mean, I, I can go outside. Yeah, and yeah.
0: darts would be pretty
1: compelling.
0: Yeah, bro, darts is great, man. Like I said, if someone hits the sixty-three, there's an announcer who just goes one eighty. <laughs> Amazing. <Yeah>. Got <laughs> my right there. What about what about the simulation video game? Uh, like the simulation league?
1: I can say I I'm proud to say I've yet to watch any of those. Um, but at a time like this, like and you give me some of these big shot pro players that are playing each other, I would check that out over NASCAR. Wow, Jimmy
2: Johnson or no? no. What do you say?
1: Jimmy Johnson or no? Like him playing NASCAR? Jimmy Johnson, the driver. Yeah. Mike, yeah. what simu- like simulated NASCAR or him so playing simul- another game?
2: So all of the NASCAR drivers, yeah, that they do that. I, I- Yeah, the,
1: right. The guy, what's his name? Uh, just got he got oh, fired because right. he dropped yeah. the uh, the N word. Yeah. 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 No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying these guys, like the baseball guys, are playing. all playing MLB the show right now. I'd rather sit and watch that than an actual NASCAR. Ooh, I'm with you. What about
0: what about uh the spelling bee?
1: Oh, (laughs) definitely the spelling bee. (laughs) Kidding me? Oh, no question. This is there's a lot of there's a lot of there's there's, there's a lot of variables there. I mean, that 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 thing can get completely out of control at any point. Fainted.
0: Yeah yeah. What about what about me super gluing monopoly pieces on a board to hang up on my wall?
1: That's <laughs> where I'll draw the line. All right. the best part <laughs> well is there was that the was that the last one or is there something even worse than that on the list?
0: <laughs> I mean there's worse stuff I can't say, but you know. okay, right, right, right. but CeeLo, what do you got? What do you got coming up? Where can we catch you on Sirius XM? Plug yourself.
1: Well, I just finished up my week. I do Monday, Tuesday, so I'm off now till next week for Sirius. So now, what station, what station? I do, I bounce all over. So I I've been handling uh, universal updates at the top of the hour that go across multiple uh, sports stations. I can't tell you all the ones, most of the major ones: NFL, Mad Dog, NBA, MLB. Actually, does not take the top of the hour. I don't know why. Um, and then on the at the bottom of the hour, I do the two minute drill on NFL radio. Um, this weekend I'm working Sunday. You'll hear me top of the hour on the fan locally and CBS sports radio nationally. It's the same thing. They're simulcasting right now. Um, that's it pretty much.